Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This hour is brought to you by Vasectomy Clinics of Chicago. Uncle Luke got me hooked on Hennessy, so thank you to Uncle Luke. Let me see you pop them things, shake them, doodle print. Indeed we do. So we talked to Jared Payton about an historic day for the Chicago Bears yesterday that was like a lot of similar days uh, that they've had in the past where they tell us that they're working on it. They're getting there. Where one guy says he's impatient, and then one guy says they're playing the long game, and the third guy says we haven't taken the division yet, but we're chipping away at it. That's what he said. They're chipping away. Jarrett Payton is on Twitter at PaytonSun, S-U-N, the WGN-TV sports anchor, is on the Circa Sports Illinois hotline and twitch.tv slash Chicago 670, the score. What'd you make of all that, Jarrett? What's up, fellas? First of all, I got to tell you guys, because you guys are always, you know, on the microphone and people are listening to you in the cars or at home or on the Odyssey app. Well, I was driving to work yesterday during crosstalk and you guys, uh, Lawrence, you and you and Dan were going at it, man. And Dan kept saying, it's the same thing over and over. And I'm I was in the car yelling at both of you guys, like on both of your sides, because I see where you both were coming from. And that's kind of how I felt all day long yesterday. It's funny you say that because a lot of the feedback that we got, and actually when I got home, my kid was looking at me. He's like, what is wrong with you? I said, what? He's like, you're going to you're gonna have a heart attack. And I said, and he said, you know what the best part about that transition was? I said, what? He goes, everybody was right. Yeah. Everybody oh, thanks, Jason. Was, I appreciate that's that. That's what he said. He said, everybody yeah. was right. Everybody was right. And I could feel, I could feel the passion because, you know, this is that's how Bears fans are feeling. Everybody has mixed emotion of emotions about what's going on right now. And, you know, I, I've said this before. I have nothing but respect for everybody up at Hallis Hall. Love them to death. Everybody, um, everybody that's in charge. Uh, but I've said this before, like my dad used to tell me all the time, don't talk about it, be about it, son. And that's where I'm at right now. Like, I I don't want to hear all the the talk. I I respect them for coming out and talking. Everybody talking yesterday, but I'm tired. I want to, I want. I just I need to see more action. Like this is this has been too long, and like that's where I think the frustration came yesterday. Dan is hearing your voice about this is the same thing over and over again. It's because I'm tired of that. I, I I just all I want for this team is to win. Like I I want to be in that conversation and winning. And being like every single year, like when when I sat there and I had a tweet yesterday that I never posted because everybody else was posting everything. And sometimes I'm like, I'm not just here. I don't need I'm not here just to get the 
the likes and all this stuff, but it was how I felt. It says, I'm, I'm tired of all the talk. It's time to get this thing right. Bears fans have been patiently waiting for a winner since the 1980s. And I sat there and looked at that tweet and I was like, do I press send? Do I not press send? Do I press send? And I didn't, but that's how I felt yesterday. Like I, I we just, we got to get this thing right. And we got to figure it out because I, and I, I did, I had a, a moment to myself yesterday, like, and I do this a lot with my pops, just because I know how much he means to Bears fans. I know how much he means to uh, the organization and also to the game of football. And I'm like, like, if he was sitting next to me right now, like, what would he be saying to me about all this? Like, or, or would he be in this situation if he was still here? Would he be up at Hallis Hall, you know, walking around the locker room, having conversations with people? Like, what, what would he be doing or what would his feelings be, you know, about the team that he helped, you know, build into the most notable team in all of football ever that 85 bears team like you know those guys put in a lot of work to be able to get this organization to where it is you know they put a lot of blood sweat and tears and not saying the guys and everybody there is not trying to do it i know we all need patience but people have been patient for a long time so when it comes to them retaining matt eberflus do you think in your heart of hearts that Matt Eberflus has what it takes to get the Bears to whatever we think the next step is? Um, yes, I I think he I'm not upset. Let me say this, Lawrence. I'm not I'm not on this side of where because you guys know the fence that I've side of the fence I've been on. I've been saying that I didn't think Flus was going anywhere. I like what Matt Eberflus has done. Um, especially on the defensive side. We know that. How he held that locker room together and what Ryan Poles was talking about yesterday is being that 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 one of the things that jumped out to him over the the reason why he's still around. I'm I'm all for that. When it comes to all this now, it kind of comes to the side of Lawrence that I've trusted Ryan Poles. And so if Ryan believes that this is the direction that he wants to go, then I'm I'm going to trust him that he he's doing the right thing, that they're keeping that continuity and that he feels like he has, because to me, he's, I feel like he's going to surprise me with something like he he's got some plan. Like just so when he tr did the trade with, with, uh, with the Panthers, like he fit something that threw me off. And I was like, Holy cow. Like I see what you're doing. I feel like something is coming and we're all going to be here for the next three to four months, like talking about like what he's going to do and which direction. I mean, today threw me off this morning when I got up, I got up and I'm making Sam uh, peanut butter and jelly sandwiches for my son and my daughter for school. Ooh. And I'm going through Twitter and I'm looking and I'm just like, whoa, 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 what is, and they're talking about the the game in London and Justin is, is in the video, all in, in the video, video. He's all in the video. If you are looking for a quarterback, not all in the videos. He was he's front and center of all everything posted. So it it's like you're throwing me off some direction. Like, well, I don't know. You know, he's done a great job. I think he could lead, but we're also going to we're gonna look through everything. And and I want them to go do their due diligence when it comes to the position. They should. If Ryan Poles is not doing that, then shame on him. Because guess what? Shame on Ryan Pace when he was here, talking about that he didn't do his due diligence. When it came through all the quarterbacks and we all jumped, I jumped down his throat saying, what are you doing? You, you didn't do what you're supposed to do. Well, do what you're supposed to do. 
And I think the the trust in Ryan Poles is where my faith is. And so if he believes that Matt Eberflus is the guy, then I'm rolling with him. That's kind but, of where where I'm stuck. Like, yeah. and this is where like I think Dan and I are are not aligned. Every time we talk about Ryan Poles and people are like, well, say what you think of the job that Ryan Poles has done, and and most people will say A or B when it comes to the job that Ryan Poles has done bottoming out the roster and then improving it. Obviously, like the trade last year was an A+. Like you're, it's still paying dividends for, for the Bears. I'm stuck. I think it helped Eberflus keep his job. I, I agree. Yeah, it did. But, it but did. I'm, I'm so stuck with, because I'm not the biggest Ryan Poles fan, but okay. I'm I'm willing to, to meet people halfway on this and say, maybe I have some blind spots when it comes to Poles. So I'm like, okay, if – if there's supposed to be this implicit trust in polls, then why don't we trust him when he sees something that none of us see when it comes to Matt Eberflus? That's that's the thing that I, I can't circle the square on that inside this discussion, JP. And I don't know if I'll ever be able to, but that's kind of where I'm at. Hey, it's going to eventually. I mean, this is we're talking about we can all sit here and talk about it now. But next year, if things don't go right, then. It's nothing. It's it's hard. Only the reason why that they're so linked together. Every everybody you guys were talking about yesterday that they're linked together. Well, guess what? Yeah, they are linked. But Holes doesn't wants him to be successful. He he can't just move on from Matt Eberflus. That's the guy that he he brought in with him. Like that that's his guy. So it's almost like a a first round draft pick or or Bayless Jones that keep getting these opportunities. Interesting choice of names right? there. Right, I'm just saying. Like, yeah. it's you think about it. Like those guys that when I was in the league, a guy like Shea McClellan when he was here, they those guys that when you're picked, GMs don't want to let you go because it makes them look bad on their resume. Like ah, I messed up on that. Well, even though we all might still see it on the outside, got they get either first round draft picks or high round draft picks. Keep getting second, third, fourth chances until it runs out. And coach and he's gonna do that with his coach that he brought in. So I that's why I never thought that he that they would make a move at head coach. I was thrown off a little bit that the, no conversation was had with Jim Harbaugh, but hey, I get it. I understand. Uh, but I thought that's what maybe the radio silence was Me for too. Me the too. last few days. I don't know what the truth is there that maybe it wasn't Poles himself. That's why you got Kevin Warren there perhaps to call an agent and that maybe it's not that he told the truth but not the whole truth yeah. about what was going on because – I know that Poles given any opportunity to improve his roster, any chance, mm-hmm. anybody who becomes available, that they are, you use the term due diligence. You got to do that with coaches too. Whenever, yeah, get- wherever, and especially in these times of high volatility and, and immense opportunity with all of these openings and all of these names and everything swirling around, that, that it, it would just be lazy to yeah. not find out what, how can we improve at every level. But I truly believe that he believed that Ryan Poles believes that if he keeps everything intact, this defense, they can keep adding to it and keep getting better. That Flus will only get better whether he's calling the plays or which I think long-term that's what's going to happen. I don't. I think he likes that job. Uh, but if they can find someone on the offensive side to be able to to get things right that they will that they're they're not too far away in in his words that he always says that they're not too far away. But when it comes down to that, it comes back to the quarterback. Like Who's still, who is going to be the quarterback? And th- those are the questions I can't wait to have answered, but 
I don't know if you guys saw my my post the other day on 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 X. I it's not just about the quarterback and getting it right. We got to do it in another way. We have to find a way moving forward to be able to develop quarterbacks, like develop them and have them in this system. We have, as an organization, I have not seen this organization develop quarterbacks the way that I look at other teams around, successful teams around the NFL. Find a way to be able to do that. Like moving forward, how we nurture these quarterbacks and grow these quarterbacks. Because from the conversations that I'm having with fans every single day, it's like, Either they want to keep Justin and just get a new coordinator or it's get rid of Justin. Let's just get Caleb Williams and he'll fix everything. Whoa, 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 whoa. We've been down this road before. Like literally this is what we do all the time. Like a quarterback, it's rare that a guy is going to come in like a CJ Stroud this year that we all saw that just lights it up and takes your team to, to the playoffs in his rookie year and just has a phenomenal season. It's not rare. We all watch football it's it's really putting the right pieces around these quarterbacks helping grow these quarterbacks and nurture these quarterbacks and damn damn i want to see i want to see them draft a quarterback every single year and it doesn't have to be in the first round i'm just talking about someone that fits their system and what they're trying to do grow these quarterbacks and then just see because you never you never know in this league whether somebody else needs a quarterback where your quarterback's going to get hurt and then you need someone to come in and then you can use that as trade trade capital, which we've seen, uh, you know, the, the the Patriots do back in the day. Even when they had the goat, Tom Brady, they did it as well. It's so fascinating, like where the Bears are at organizationally and like what they need to get better. And it's hard to for me to make any sort of pronouncement. I think that defense is good. I mm-hmm. uh, other than that, like I think they're good, and I think they're getting better. When they hire an offensive coordinator, I'll have a better idea of, of what happens. But I I don't know if Poles has made up his mind. Maybe he has, JP, on what to do about Justin. But the, the idea that you kind of have to, if you haven't made up your mind, the search for a, a someone who's going to be able to reach fields if he stays or maybe coaches Caleb Williams because they're similar like th- trying to thread that needle and hiring an offensive coordinator has got to be difficult. It it does. I mean, and how much we know with holes, he's so close to the vest with everything. And so how much are you giving up behind closed doors to these people that are coming into your building that you're interviewing about what you're actually going to do? Like, I, I wouldn't be telling anybody because some of these people might not, the interviews you might have with somebody, they might not be coming through your door and getting a job. And like, I just think it's very, very difficult. And it wouldn't be surprising me. Last night I was sitting on the show thinking about he, Ryan Poles loves picks. He loves accumulating more picks because he loves to see what he can do with all those. And so the fact of him trading that pick and then accumulating picks that, you know, for the future seems to be what makes the most sense. But I mean, I. I don't know, man. I've watched so much film on, on, on Caleb Williams and watch just, I, I see what people see. And I, it's always interesting to always have what could be with a new quarterback coming in and what his, this generational tight talent. But we, I feel like we say that every couple of years about these quarterbacks and uh-huh. the guy that I heard that before Trevor Lawrence, he's, he's having a tr- tough time. He hasn't, he hasn't, done what we expected him to do or what was said that he was going to do coming out in the league. So 
And he's probably one of the most ready, like NFL ready quarterbacks that I've seen from college going into the NFL and how tough it actually is to be able to not only just be a quarterback, but also lead an organization. It is tough to do. And I think hence the reason why, even with all the storm clouds and the question marks surrounding Justin Fields, whether you like him or not, whether you want the Bears to keep him or not, man, the young man has done a phenomenal job of being able to hold it all together. And just from the sounds of listening in his locker room from the guys, man, they go to bat for him and love, they love him. And I think that's, that's what every organization is looking for. But maybe the results aren't there when it, when, and the expectations that we all have on the football field and looking at the numbers, but what he's done inside that locker room, first guy in last guy to leave. That's, that's what every GM is looking for. Jared, I mentioned this when we brought you in. I came away with not quite getting a read on when we're supposed to expect them to contend. That was one mm. of my takeaways. was because Eberflus kept using the term long game. Right? Yeah, and, and to me, it can't be that. It has to be next year, right? Well, he said, we're playing the long game. And then Kevin Warren says, I'm quietly impatient. Mm-hmm. and how much he hates to lose. And then Poles said, we're not there yet when it comes to his uh, his phrase famously, take the North. He says, but we're chipping away. So I just need a little more guidance for my expect, whatever you're going to do. When, and I, even if you haven't made up your mind on the quarterback and you're, you haven't really scouted the, the collegians and you haven't gauged the market for trades – What's your timetable? What are you, when you make those decisions, pursuant to what timetable? Because you can't keep kicking it down the road. You know, at some point with Montez Sweat under contract and, and looking at, at these deals and a defense, this, life is short in this league. Football yeah. lives are short. Windows close fast. Guys and, get and injured. Guys get injured yeah. and all kinds of things happen beyond your control. And luck is a huge factor. I wish we came away with a little more clarity of when we're supposed to expect them to get to get and be in great. It's funny you say that, Dan, because just sit here, I literally just popped into my head right now. And I don't know how to formulate this and if it comes out and it makes sense right now. But it's a it's pretty common for you to feel that way and have question marks but think about all the other stuff that's surrounding this ball club stadium where they're going to play football long term long game we don't really know that either like we haven't got a lot of information of what that those plans are either so it seems like all of this mixed together is like still a lot of question marks and and Lawrence, you're you're right. It it has to be next year. You got to be able to to be able to contend and look at where. Just look at the division. If we were just sticking in the division and the teams there, like Green Bay is going to get better. Uh, we know where right now is is where Detroit is. I mean, you got to find a way to be able to contend, and it has to be next year. Like you have to be in that conversation. Okay. From the success, we're talking about even seven wins this year from three the year before to then a couple of games, a three, maybe three games that you had a chance to win. So we're talking about 10, possibly 10 wins. Like that, you have to be in that conversation of double digit wins next season. Like whether who, whoever's that quarterback, 
even if it's a rookie at quarterback, there's no stepping back of saying, oh, well, we got to wait a little bit longer. The long game to me is more of the sustained success, like every single year in how I vision this organization being uh, the founding franchise of the, or of, of the league. Like we are always good and we are always in that conversation. That's the long game. As of right now, next year, you got to win. It's a must. Do you want your old quarterback interviewed for the OC job? That's funny that you were talking about that. I, I just was, we were sending, I was talking to Ken Dorsey on direct message on, on X. And so I'm, I'm trying to have a conversation with him um, <laughs> on phone. I don't have, I don't have his number as of right now. So that's the only way that we communicate, but Hey, I mean, he's one of the smartest football minds. I know it didn't work out in, in Buffalo, right? He got a lot of flack there, but it, Ken Dorsey is is one of the most brilliant football minds that I have ever, probably the most that I've ever been around in my football career. And when it comes to his knowledge of the game and what he's done, he is, I've learned so much from him just by living with him my freshman year in the dorms at the University of Miami. While I was going out partying, this dude was sitting in the room, like going through his playbook, just waiting to become the starter. I'm like, what are you doing, man? Like, what, what is going on here? And he would just be sitting there. And hence the reason why he had that career that he had at college and the reason why he's, you know, been in the league and, and co coaching quarterbacks. And the one thing about him is that I, that I knew about him, he listens. And not only listens, the way that he teaches. And I hear... I don't know if that's that, that passes the bar for Matt Eberflus when it comes to innovate innovation. Talked about and, it. He that's what he talked about. That's his thing. If you can, if he can do that, I know that the relationship he had with Cam when he was with the Panthers. I know that relationship was something that was pretty special for Ken. I just know that when it comes to understanding coming from the college game to the pro game and how you explain things, he's a great he's a great explainer when it comes to the game of football. That's what I'll say. And I'm, I, I'm going to, I'm trying to talk more with him. So you, I didn't really tell anybody that, but now everybody listening knows. Yep. So, well, I figure, I figure probing <laughs> questions, JP, have a good day, man. Thanks for joining us. Hey, appreciate you guys. As always, I'll talk soon. That's Jared Payton. Next up, let's go through what was said about Justin Fields to see if there's any conclusion that we can divine from either the words or the tone. From yesterday. We'll do that next. Bernstein and Holmes, middays 10 to 2 on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. I think the only question that you can really ask yourself is Has Justin Fields convinced us he's a franchise quarterback or he's our franchise quarterback? That to me is the only question. You know, because if the answer is yes, then you've got the ability to go get picks and put players around him, specifically offensively, um, and, and build this thing. If the answer is we don't know or no, then I believe you have to go the other direction, is that when you've had a number of years with a guy and you're still not convinced he's that guy. That's Kurt Warner. That's fair. I get it. And interesting, his name never comes up when Kevin Warren talks about the Rams and all and the success he had with the Rams. Look, man, this is what I was trying to tell you yesterday. 
I think that you put a lot of faith in him working for other football organizations, which is true. But I don't know if he was if he was ever close enough to the field to make you feel comfortable that he was going to make the sweeping changes that you were looking for. I'm, I'm, I'm rarely accused of not being skeptical enough. Yes, I, I don't think that you were skeptical enough, and maybe this is because I'll I... I'll learn that lesson. Damn I, it, I'm going to be more skeptical and cynical in my old age. Maybe maybe now I, I get to be you and you get to be Terry. Hey, maybe hey, that's hey, maybe hey, that's hey, what's buddy. happening now, oh, and that good. I'm just going to be a bitter old bitch and, <laughs> and and be skeptical about things. And you oh, could just make sounds. That's going to make my life awesome. I just I, I get to just like wet myself and make funny noises. Yeah, awesome. I mean, I'm that's there. that isn't that what we're all trying to graduate to anyway? Just be that. <laughs> yep. I, but when you heard him talk yesterday, one of the things that I kept thinking about with Kevin Warren was, yes, this is probably someone that I want in charge of an organization, like a business. But his football comments were awful well, yesterday. <laughs> Stuff about rookies. I'm like, what are you talking about, See, man? that's that's the danger. Yeah. The danger is when someone who is clearly qualified to handle the business aspect of things starts to step into the football operation. The best thing, our buddy Jeff Glick texted me, and he was like, what did you think was the best part of the press conferences and I said to him that it's pretty clear for now that Kevin Warren is giving Ryan Poles all the football power that he needs which is great if if you're a believer in Ryan Poles and most people say that they are but when he started talking about the stuff that he did with the Rams you got to understand that was 25 years ago fam the league has, from from an on-the-field standpoint... That's a different game. It's a different game. And I get that he's talking about, like, principles, like building block principles that he learned from that experience, but how, how the game has changed is really important when you're trying to make some of these decisions. So let's listen to what Ryan Poles had to say about where Fields is and the future of the quarterback position. I'll actually go back to, to last year, you know, and I got to stay open-minded about it, but I really, not to use the same quote, but when I say I need to be blown away, it's, it's the same stuff because, you know, seeing the things that Justin did this year, um, his ability to make plays, um, Coach talked about some of those improvements, keeping his eyes down the field, taking less sacks, um, see a lot of growth there where he can continue to get better. So um, I'll have the same mindset. Someone needs to really show that they, you know, can – and it's not just the film. Like, I need the person. Like, there's a, a whole process here that we have to figure out. Um, but what we're going to do is, is do what's best for the organization. Uh, I'm sure there's going to be, you know, similar situations in terms of the trade back. And i got to weigh all of those things to see what's going to help our team take the next step. Ryan, if you weren't blown away by C.J. Stroud, what is your standard that's going to allow you to find a quarterback who might be better than Justin Fields? I know you don't want to talk about the evaluation, but the evaluation of Stroud that you had is key because yeah. – it- gives fans an indication of just how good you are at evaluating quarterbacks in an important decision. Absolutely. Um, so there's a lot of it. There's, you know, the player aspect in terms of the human being and the leadership and uh, their maturity, and that's the human part. And then there's the tape. And we'll go through the tape and we'll look at, you know, processing and accuracy and all of those things to make sure they're on point. 
to feel the best. Uh, there are situations where you go to and you develop um, and you may uh, overcome some of the shortcomings that you had in college. Um, there are situations where it's the, you know, the group around you that elevates you. Um, and the other thing, too, is like I would also, you know, have a little card like you got the sample size to be blown away like in the NFL like you got to stack year after year after year so um, historically we'll look at those quarterbacks that have been able to be productive for a long period of time and kind of mirror that and compare that to some of the guys in the draft how much do you take into account or should you take into account the, the seemingly endless support for Justin Fields that we perceive to exist in the locker room just from talking to players. Do you take that into account or do you have to separate that part? Um, I have to separate it a little bit, but I absolutely love it. I mean, when you talk about building a team, I want that type of support in our locker room. I want those guys to, when they go take the field, I want them to believe in the player that they have at that quarterback position. I want them to believe into the person to the right and to the left. So I absolutely love that. Um, with any decision, uh, I got to take the emotion out of it and, and, and look at the, the whole whole deal. Ryan, don't you, don't you need to have clarity about some clarity about your quarterback plans as you talk to offensive coordinator candidates? Because that would seem to change possibly the, the group of candidates that you could get, the tone of those interviews. And those are very different tasks between coming into work with Justin versus helping you guys pick the right quarterback at number one. No, I love it because you have to – what are you going to do for these four different types of quarterbacks? I want to hear that, and I think it's really important to see the versatility and the adaptability in their in their um, their teaching and the, the way they implement a plan, scheme, adjust. Um, I think it actually makes it pretty dynamic in terms of the interview process. To clarify, when you were talking about the quarterbacks earlier and you said with all four guys, are you referring to the four quarterbacks you're expecting to be first-round guys have first-round grades? That's it. You said four guys. Did you be referring to anybody in specific with that? No, I didn't think I said four. If I did, I did. Yeah. You know, is that related to people like guys who have first round grades, or in your mind? No, there's more than that right now. But I said that I misspoke. Okay. Yeah, we were trying to figure out if, like, he misspoke and he was thinking F O R instead of F O U R, but it. Kind of felt like he was saying F O U R. I think it was a slip. Yeah. I think it was a slip. I, I I think he gave us a window into some of their initial scouting phase. To wrap this up, let me just bring you something that was sort of in the middle. It was it was a declarative statement in the middle of Brad Biggs's column. Which I found interesting for him to conclude this definitively. So he sets this up by saying Poles and Eberflus had positive remarks about Justin Fields, which is to be expected. They can't say if Fields will be in the mix in 2024. Nor should they. Fields was in the bottom third of the league in too many key statistical metrics for the Bears to commit to the idea of trading down from the first pick for a bundle of future assets and building around him. That's, that is a statement. I mean, that, that is not a hypothetical. It's an editorial statement. It is an editorial statement. It's not necessarily a reporting statement. That's this is in that sort of brackish water between reporter and columnist. Mm-hmm. But to read it again, this is the words of Brad Biggs. Fields was in the bottom third of the league in too many key statistical metrics for the Bears to commit to the idea of trading down from the first pick for a bundle of future assets and then building around him. Okay, well. That's kind of like a lead. 
yeah, if it would be nice if mm, it would be nice if this wasn't just Brad's voice and it was Brad's reporting. Yeah, I was saying sources yeah, tell like, the Tribune that he was in the bottom third of the league and too many key statistical metrics to build around him. Now, considering the people that Brad talks to, that's, it would be it would be easy for anyone to interpret that as that's what people at the Bears are saying. That's why it jumped out at me. It, that was in the middle of this column. Like to me, that's that's your lead. I'm not telling Brad how to do his job. Yes, you are. I'm just saying, from as a reader, just I'm just saying I'm I'm telling a, all of us how to do our jobs as, lately. As a subscriber and a reader, that's that's the story to me. If you got that information, yes, that that would seem to be. Something that you would want to put up in a headline. Yes. If if that's if you know it, if you know it, you have it, or are you just speculating? Is that your opinion? I mean, because then you would go. Shouldn't there be a? It seems to me. Dot dot dot. I am H O. Who knows? Yeah, interesting. And like Justin, how Justin has been covered and his relationship. With the Bears, how it's been covered has been really interesting to watch. We have high noon coming up. There is an imprint in the concrete not far from my home that is being called something that I think is a misnomer. It's apparently now known as Chicago Rat Hole. I'm, I'm never mind. A friend of the show had. I was going to say. I'm I'm certain that there are going to be certain people that are now going to use that to refer to the city. It's a rat hole. It's it's chaos. Chicago rat hole. Chaos. Of course. It is nothing but lawless criminals. Do not go into the city. It is frightening. Make sure you have multiple guns. <laughs> multiple guns. <laughs> Maybe. It's too scary. A friend of the show had a really cool experience and shared it. So we'll share it with you next. You're listening to Bernstein and Holmes, middays 10 to 2 on 670 The Score. I'll be back this way on Monday. We'll settle this then. Right there, out in the street, in front of the Palace Saloon. Yeah, right. When? High noon? It's high noon. Lawrence's last of the week because he is off tomorrow. I'm going to try to get out of town. Good luck. Yeah. I'm going to try, like, right after the show to get out of town. It, it, it's fin to get ugly around here. Yep. So what have we discussed? I, I allowed my little meatball hulk to come out because I was I was increasingly triggered by something that just bugged me that Kevin Warren said. And it was sort of a throwaway thing. And he probably didn't mean anything by it. It's just stuff that he says. But I don't, I don't want the Bears to win with grace and humility. I want the Bears to record music video, rap videos, saying they're going to win the Super Bowl. I want the Bears being arrogant because they're great. I want the Bears celebrating on the field, and I want them smoking big cigars and and patting each other on the back and making up nicknames and because that's because it's way more fun that way. I think George Hallis would be laughing in Kevin Warren's face over that comment, and I know that somewhere Al Davis is spinning in his grave hearing that. And then we discussed the. Matt Eberflus' decision and how Ryan Poles said it. It was a little weird that they praised his ability to hire coaches as part of the reason when he's really bad at hiring coaches. They just fired half of them and they had to fire two of his closest friends for aberrant behavior. Like, so that got a little weird. 
We discussed some OC possibilities. Jarrett Payton had strong thoughts. And we tried to divine anything about the future of Justin Fields and really came away not knowing much more, I guess. Which is probably right. Yeah, I understand. That's the way that this has got to be handled. So during the writer's strike, we we employed Jake Johnson as our Bears and Cubs expert because he had all this stuff that he wanted to do, but he couldn't talk about it because he was on the strike. So he came on the show and just talked Bears and Cubs with us. I think you guys are very much aligned. <laughs> just so you know. That's okay. Just so you know. Fine. You guys are aligned. But... He's been his podcast has been taking off and he's been doing great stuff with it and beating me at chess. Um he he also brought up how playing the role of Peter Parker has made him a better person. Take a listen. When uh, it first hit and I started doing these Peter Parker things where I would send voice notes out to uh, kids as Peter Parker. And it started off as like a little nothing kind of fun thing I did where I just posted something on social media. Like if your kids are spooked, send an email here and I'll say as Peter Parker that like, it's going to be fine. Mm. And I truly, it was late at night and I was scared about the pandemic and my kids were young and asking questions that were getting spooky. And Mm. the amount of responses were probably over a hundred thousand in a day. And I needed to get UTA to help like distribute. But what, really hit me was how sad a lot of the uh, emails were and how scared everybody was and how it would be adults being like, Hey man, I know you said kids, but I'm 47. I live alone. I'm by Mm. myself. I'm terrified. I know I'm not an idiot. I know Peter Parker's not real. If you don't mind, could you say that like to Steve, it's going to be okay. My God, that's amazing. it, It was amazing. And I thought like, Yeah, like, that's really cool. And it made me, like, it's one of the reasons why I love the franchise so much, where you're like, oh, that's really neat. Like, you're using a fictional thing to just help you get through a hard moment. And it doesn't matter if you're 8 or 60. That's awesome. So good on Jake for really leaning into you. And if you saw the latest Spider-Verse movie, like, he he is, even from a voice acting standpoint, grown into the character of peter b parker hmm. it's it's really good so what a sad thing though but think about it think about how scary the pandemic was and whatever you could hold on to especially if you were alone like whatever you could hold on to you were holding on to and if that meant that you needed an adventure to, to tell you that everything was gonna be okay then damn it that was the way you coped with it <laughs> If you find yourself in Roscoe Village, specifically right around 1918 West Roscoe Street. Did you just give away your address? Not my address. People know where I am. No secret. Check out the pavement right there. Right in the middle of the road. There is a rat-shaped hole in the pavement. This is according to Block Club Chicago. There is a cement outline. It's been uploaded to Twitter, and it's now being referred to as the Chicago Rat Hole. And this post by local artist and comedian Winslow Dumain has received nearly 5 million views, 135,000 likes, hundreds of comments. And it does look like that an unfortunate rodent 
found itself in a flattened. difficult position. And not only was flattened, but into the wet concrete when the street was poured. And then it has decomposed, leaving a hole shaped like this rodent. But I will tell you, I am... I know it's it's cute to call it the rat hole because of how many rats there are in the city. Rats! But it's it's a squirrel. That's what it looked like to me. Look that's at the hands. Why, that's why I couldn't figure out why people were saying it was a rat. Yeah, look at the front left. That's exactly how a squirrel would try to escape. To, to sort of sploot like that? But that's, no, that's a squirrel. And even if you say, well, look at the tail, if you think about the what a squirrel's tail really is, I know it looks all, it's all big and bushy, but when there's actually... When they're going to actually push down on the concrete, you're only going to get the meaty part of the tail, which is going to look like a rat's tail. So it's a great little story, but that is the the death outline of an unfortunate squirrel. So R.I.P. to the squirrel. R.I.P. to the squirrel. Call it whatever you want, but that's yeah, that's that's really not a way to go. But they are saying it was probably a perfect set of circumstances as far as how the. The, the cement very wet, and how deeply the animal could embed in it. It was, or maybe it just like fell out of a tree and then was covered in cement. Who knows? Well, it's too bad. As long as I hope that squirrel heaven is great and get all the nuts. Yar. Thank you. I was waiting for that. That you can get while you're up there in squirrel heaven. <laughs> I'm really excited to talk with Matt Bowen because I want to pick his brain not so much about the film of the past game, but about what type of offensive coordinator he wants. Whether we're talking about Justin or if we're talking about the guys that are draft available. I want to discuss that with Matt Bowen and talk football overall. You don't want to miss it. He's sticking around. It doesn't matter if the season is over. Matt Bowen talks football with... Wait, that's a different... Matt Bowen is next on The Score. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.